Hello, I'm your host, Joe Bully with 10krinks.com, and this is Locked on Wild. Changing it up a little bit, Joe. I am changing it up, and that is Tony Abbott of 10krinks.com. Tony, how was your weekend? Uh, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't too bad. Got to go uh, sit in front of a fire during the weekend. That was pretty nice. Like, you get to, like, sit in front of a fire. Like, it, it's just, there's nothing better on a, on a summer night than just sit in front of a fire and uh and do sitting in front of fire things yeah like uh staring at the flames yeah jostling around the embers uh no 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 i'm not in charge of that uh, my, my my friend is in charge of the fire maintenance i am just there to enjoy it and uh and drink beer <laughs> enjoy the ambiance and and drink the libations i get it i get it um tough news for andre sinvechnikov huh oh god that was uh that was awful to see uh just in terms of uh just in terms of one you don't want to see anyone get injured but two just like someone as good as Fetchnikov like there are so many stars that are out of the game mm-hmm. uh and they're out of the game because their teams sucked and lost <laughs> and and we don't need to see more taken away for you know reasons like that uh the the Svechnikov, uh he was uh he was tangled up with uh with um, with Zidane Chara uh, going to the net, and Zidane Chara is kind of like ah, get away, and like uh, kind of tangles him up. It, there's, I, I think that uh, I think that it's a gray area as to what happened and what was intended to happen. Right? I don't mm-hmm. think anybody tried to like tried to hurt anyone, but like at the same time, like it it might not have been the most clean play either. Um, but uh, a kid like Svechnikov being out, that's such a huge loss, and, and you gotta hope that uh, that he recovers because he truly is one of the more fun players to watch in the game. I actually really like the Hurricanes and just kind of the overall makeup of that team. They're they're a fun watch, and I, I know that I'm just kind of you know main or monitoring slightly here on Twitter, but I know they're down in the series, but uh, they're currently up two nothing. Uh, in the game against, uh, I forget what game it is, but against against the Boston Bruins. And um, I know that they scored on, like, their first shot on goal, like, nine minutes into the period. So uh, it's kind of crazy how that all worked out. Yeah, and I, and I guess speaking of uh, of players, you know, missing games, uh, and, and since we're talking about that series anyway, there's, there's Tuka Rask. So I don't want to be insensitive to it because I do know that, like, these are – players and their people and uh you know they have absolutely every right to opt out and and kind of make the, the their decisions as they as they choose um like i saw on twitter like you never really know how you're going to be in the bubble until you get in the bubble so i know there's a lot of people that are really upset with him basically opting out now at the start of kind of the postseason here and uh thinking that maybe they should have or that he should have decided before that. But again, like things can kind of change. You do get a little homesick sometimes. And so I, I respect his decision. Um, and, uh, you know, we wish him well, hope that uh, whatever he's, if, if he is dealing with anything or if it's just, um, just wanting to get out and whatever it is, you know, we wish him well, but. Uh, and he has a newborn too. Yeah. I believe he's got a newborn. It is crazy though. Um, to think that a number one goalie for, like one of the top teams in the East with real Stanley Cup, uh, can you know, not just contending, but like 
they're their legit championship type team out there in Boston. And uh he's uh he's decided to pack up and leave the bubble. Um it is is definitely interesting to see that dynamic. The good news for Boston there is and, and I think uh, Ryan Lambert pointed this out in his uh Puck Soup newsletter, uh which uh which I subscribe to because I like Ryan Lambert a lot. Um <laughs> So uh, he uh, wrote about uh, Yarrow Halak a little bit, and, uh, and he has been a really good, really underrated goalie for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he has been a big game guy in the playoffs, too. I think the, the one that, uh, that people most remember, folks most remember, is uh, when he was in Montreal, and he just absolutely stood on his head. And he uh, he eliminated the Washington Capitals almost single handedly uh, as an eight seed uh, one year, and that was the year that got him paid in St. Louis. And then things didn't work out in St. Louis because nothing ever works out with goalies in St. Louis. Um, and they uh, they ran him out of town. Uh, but uh, he is a career nine twenty three guy in the playoffs. Uh, so Boston should be fine. I if sure not, who cares? They're Boston. I sure hope so. Um, but uh, if I, if I'm going to hitch my wagon to the Carolina Hurricanes for this rest of this postseason, I certainly want them to win the series. Now, um, speaking of goalies being run of town, and then this is a, like a, a fourth segue here in this first segment. Uh, Darcy Kemper, right? Yeah, he's he's had an unreal probably couple seasons here, um, and a nice response for him and. Uh, I would say that I'm a little annoyed <laughs> because where did this come from? I've always thought he's just this, this guy that's always in his head. Like he's got the athletic ability. He's got the size, but it just like never felt like he was ever really going to put it all together. And so far, and I know that he was pulled in a four to three uh, loss. Uh, I'm sorry, a seven to one loss. And he gave up four goals um, against, uh, against the avalanche here today. But you know what? I do feel like, hey, I feel like he's been a house of cards. I don't, I don't know if I'm just being, if I'm not looking to take pride and not pride, but joy in seeing a guy really put it together finally, or what? Because of, uh, you know, I'm just like a scorned fan or something like that. But I do feel like he's just a little, he's kind of riding high right now, and I feel like it's going to cr- come crashing down. I don't know because he's been riding high for like three years now. <laughs> Uh, he's been a really good goalie over the last three years. He has a let me let me check real fast. In 113 games, he has a 9.24 save percentage over the last three years, which is which is real good stuff. He is in Arizona. Um, if you don't know this about Arizona, Arizona has one of the best goalie coaches in the league. Uh, they've been able to to rehab a, a lot of guys or, or 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 do really good work with a lot of guys. Auntie Ranta has been really solid in Arizona when he's been healthy. That's pretty much the only problem with him there is that he uh, he's uh, been not very healthy. I believe it's Sean Burke, by the way, uh, yes. who's the goalie coach in Arizona. Devin Dubnik got rehabilitated there after that. It didn't happen in Minnesota. Before that, Devin Dubnik was uh, was in Arizona getting instruction from Sean Burke and uh, and re uh, resuscitating his career there. So I think that's part of it that he has had really good coaching. 
And I think part of it is that, like, he's always had the talent. You point that out. And, and, and you know, like, sometimes it doesn't click with, uh, with uh, maybe the coach, the coaching staff. I think that you look at what Arizona was able to unlock with Darcy Kemper, and I think kind of my annoyance is, is you know, why couldn't, and it's yours too, why couldn't we do that here? And I think that, uh, uh, you know, maybe a different voice is going to uh, to be there now. So mm-hmm. maybe, it's, you know, when Minnesota gets the next Darcy Kemper, right, they're able to uh, to put that on track. I'm, of course, referring to a longtime goalie coach, uh, Bob Mason, uh, being uh, not the goalie coach uh, in Minnesota now. I like I don't want to like I don't want to celebrate anything. No, no. Um, like that, but like it, sometimes it's just time for a different voice. And he was there for what fifteen years? Uh, since the beginning, I think. Uh, at least fifteen, maybe even twenty years. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, before we take a break here, but I, I you mentioned that he's a career nine twenty four save percentage. That's exactly what he's got so far through eight games in uh, this return to play postseason. G- going back to the, the playing games and everything, uh, eight games, a 924 save percentage. He's saved uh, 281 shots against 304 shots against. Yeah, he's really good. And and what's crazy is that the Arizona Coyotes um, have a 2.875 goals against average when he's in net, and uh, that means if he's not if he's giving up. If he's still a nine two four save percentage, and he's giving up still over two and a half goals per game, the Coyotes are crap. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I don't see them going very far. But I guess I should get over my um, my sour taste on Darcy Kemper, and maybe just start believing that he has uh, found something here in uh, in the desert. So um, we will are, we are going to talk a little bit more. Um, I want to talk about uh, Bill Guerin's comment about culture in the next segment but before i do i do want to talk about um built bar and builtbar.com built bar is uh, is that bar that if you're looking for a change a culture change within yourself or uh to rehabilitate yourself like darcy kemper did um go ahead and order a built bar they've got uh 18 amazing flavors, 12 original flavors. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. And what the best part of it is is that they're incredibly healthy. Um, if you're looking to maintain weight or lose weight, you can eat a Built Bar, and it's uh, you know you're you're not going to feel guilty about uh, engorging on and divulging on uh, something that just isn't very good for you. Um, they're great for the keto diet. I mean, I know that they're, I think, uh, on Weight Watchers or WW, they're, they're, they're like three points. So it's a great option for like, um, a late night snack when you're, when you got those cravings, uh, as you're trying to get healthy and stuff like that, that, um, you know, these things aren't going to fill you up too much. Uh, they're going to satisfy that craving and you're not going to get, you know, loaded up with all that extra sugar and carbs that uh, frankly you don't need when it's 9:30 at night. So, um and the uh, the thing going on with Built Bar right now is that um their uh their promo code has reset. So if you go to uh, builtbar.com and use r- promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your next order. And uh and also uh while supplies last, you get a free cooler with purchase, which is pretty baller. Anyways, check out uh, Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to Locked on Wild. It's Tony and Joe from 10krinks.com. With uh, 
all the content that you're ever going to need, make sure that you bookmark 10krings.com. Tony's got an article coming out on Tuesday. I'll have one coming out Wednesday. And then uh, we pretty much have you the rest of the week, too, with uh, Thursday and Friday as well. Uh, not to mention, make sure that you like and subscribe. Locked on Wild, too, so stay on top of everything. Revolving around the Minnesota Wild as we dive deep into the offseason, get ready for the draft, and try to guess when free agency is going to happen. So... Uh, anyways, Tony, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a comment that I heard on Michael Russo's Straight from the Source podcast. It had to do with, for, and he had Bill Guerin on last week. That really talking, is the source. That really is the source. Um, he had him on, and he was kind of talking about his plan into the offseason, took a few questions and things like that. But uh, he mentioned the Minnesota Wild culture, and, and – I, I, I want to pull up the uh, the quote here. It was... Um, Said it's great. We're getting pucked steep. We're wearing our polo shirts. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, no. Uh, we got to play better. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, he, he basically mentioned that there's a problem within the wild that is uh, far more than just you know a player or front office personnel. Uh, he says, what's the issue? Why have we been falling short? That's the part I've got to figure out. The teams are good. The guys play hard, but there's something rooted here that's not working. And it's not just trading players or changing the GM and things like that. It's something in the way we operate every day. It's something in the culture, and we need to change it, which we kind of knew about, isn't it? I, I think there have been rumblings about that, right, um, With uh, in terms of, I guess, uh, I guess team cohesiveness. Uh, against like I- insularity, um, I will say that uh, that talent can overcome things, right? Like your sure. team doesn't have to all like each other. They don't have to all get along. Uh, it doesn't have to be a happy environment for uh, for teams to win. Like uh, if you ever read about like the mid seventies Yankees, right? Right. Yeah. All those guys hated each other. Every single one of those guys. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you look back at the 90s Bulls, like, I mean, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan didn't get along. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't watch the uh, the um, the Last Dance documentary, but I did hear some of the highlights where it was like Scottie basically wanted out <laughs> after after one of those before they won their, uh, their sixth NBA championship in the 90s. You don't have to like each other, but I do think that there are teams – that have a culture about it where they're not going to, they, they may not like each other a hundred percent of the time or even all the players, but there is a certain aspect of like team comes first and they're going to do what they need to do. And, and I don't know if that's something that Bill Guerin is trying to instill because if you remember back in last August, about a year ago now, I mean, they were t- during his press conference, he was talking about kind of getting players on board that there's nothing, comes before the team nothing is bigger than the team and and we're all here to do a job and and be successful if we all buy in and then they had the outing in Vail and uh, had the whitewater rafting helmet and all that stuff and it feels like they've been trying to manufacture a team cohesiveness but I feel like from way back when Yino was fired to even him acknowledging this uh, on Friday's episode of Straight from the Source this is still a lingering problem yeah, and I don't. 
you know, like it, it's hard for us on the outside, right? Because we're we're not getting anything straight from the source. Uh, no. You know, we're we're uh, we're you know outside observers, like uh, like most of the people listening to our show, right? Uh, but what is it like? I, I guess I I don't I couldn't tell you what it is. I think that there are a lot of people who you know will you know say from from outside and and they might be right like i don't know they might be right but just like ah uh, you know maybe guys like Suter and, and parise and koivu like they get too many minutes and and like yeah i could i could see that but at the same time like you know look at all those guys and their minutes this year like they all went down like i think even suitors went down Suter now Suter still plays a lot because Suter plays a lot and and you can throw them over the boards for 25 minutes a night and he's still gonna give you you know high quality hockey um i i guess maybe the power play like he was even under 25 minutes a night this year um Mm -hmm. i guess you could point to like maybe some of the power play stuff but like i don't know how much that actually you know hurt the team this year this isn't a bad power play team yeah, it clicked along over 20% this season. So, I mean, I don't think the power play was terrible. And that included Orion Suter on it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I... It failed in the postseason, but... it Like I said, it, it's hard for me on the outside, and I, I prefer to not speculate as to what's wrong. Um, but, like, maybe I should just stop being a wuss and, and start speculating, Joe. what? Uh, I, I guess, what did, what did you take from it? I guess it feels like... That, and I think if we go back to Friday's episode uh, with the Bardown Beauties, I think Jesse even kind of echoed a little bit that that uh, there still seems to be a divide among the older vets, the dads, and like the 24-year-old guys that are living the bachelor life, and that just doesn't seem like there's a cohesiveness there. And that echoes kind of what Yo said back after he was fired. I mean, there could be something there. And... I guess it bothers me that even this late date that that's is, would be something that still lingers around. Now, how do you change it? I I don't know because how do you how do you try to draw on something when you've got a franchise that's so steeped in in tradition and trying to blend in with like the hockey culture of Minnesota and frankly, the hockey culture of Minnesota isn't really a winning one. So, here's what you do, Joe. You get a time machine. And then you take Zach Parise, Miko Koivu, Eric Stahl, uh, Ryan Suter back to the St. Wingin' 60s, baby, and have a groovy time. Yeah, girl! We'll name it the Alan Parsons Project. (laughs) (laughs) Preparation H. (laughs) Anyways, I got you to laugh on that one. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't think, like, I think the Wild do need a culture shift. They need to create some buzz. Um, and I never would have thought this, but, like, P.J. Fleck for the Minnesota Golfers football team, like, he's done something there that has created a buzz about this team that I have never seen in my entire time. And I was never, like, a gigantic Gopher football fan, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot more people now that are are making time to watch Golden Golden Gopher football on Saturdays, and it has to do with kind of the 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 culture shift and change that he's been able to create. Now, his style is not something that can translate, I don't think, to the Wild or really professional sports for that matter. But I do feel like with 
Fiala and and Kaprizov showing up like this is a real chance. And now the Koivu is going to be moving on, um, likely. This is your chance as GM to really imprint and install a new overarching culture. Now, I don't know if that's going to be happening. I don't know if he's even the right guy because I, I still feel like he's still kind of one of the good old boys in, in that sense. Like it's a very, I don't know. It's, it's tough to put on, put kind of put a label on it, but I do feel like there is something there that it's like he, he still operates very kind of old school to me. And maybe that's a Lou Lamorello thing. Maybe that's a Jim Rutherford thing. Uh, but I do think like, I don't know if he's necessarily the guy that's going to really freshen up the culture and he could surprise me. Who knows? All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. I just, just wanted to ponder this out. I actually have an article coming out on Wednesday, kind of digging into those talking points that I had. So definitely go to 10 K rinks.com and check that out. All right. We'll step away one more time, take a short break and we'll come back with another segment of lockdown wild. Welcome back to lockdown wild. It's Joe and Tony here from 10 K rinks.com. Tony, uh, you had something more you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I want to ask you a question, Joe. Uh, so okay. let's let's say that you get to play an NHL game. Okay. Uh, what do you think you could score in an NHL game? Do I think I... No. There is so much on Twitter where, like, I think it was one... It started with one guy talking about like okay i don't think i could ever score like he was like i think i could luck into a home run i think i could maybe score a touchdown in an nfl game Uh, i could i could maybe score two points in a basketball game professional basketball game i would never be able to score a goal though and and it made me a, a lot of people were talking about it um and it made me laugh my butt off that like any like regular person thinks that they could go into a professional game and like do anything at all so i am not tall enough and i would get that stuff swatted back like back into my face in basketball there'd be no way that i could even try to get a layup like i tried playing against the like back in back in high school i tried playing in gym class like against the the basketball players and i didn't have freaking chance (laughs) um Oh, I luck into a home run. Are you, have you, it, what? Right. Getting a major league pitch um, uh, is one of the hardest things to do in professional sports. Make contact. I don't know what, like, I think I personally would have more chance of making contact with a, uh, with a pitch than a bat that I'm swinging. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've, I played baseball and when you'd step up from the, from the 60 mile an hour machines to the 70 mile an hour machines. And you're not used to seeing that 70 miles an hour is fast. It, it takes a lot. I mean, these guys are throwing 95 easy. <laughs> you're not catching up to that. Uh, Bruce Dark Gratterall. Like I, I think there was like a, a, a gift that I saw or a, a video or a gift that I saw where he threw like 98 miles an hour and his bottom half barely moves. Yeah, no, he, he like sneezes into 105 miles per hour. <laughs> uh, actually, most sneezes are pretty fast, but uh, well, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. I just yeah, wanted to well actually you for a moment. Yeah, it also spreads COVID, so make sure you wear a mask. Make sure you wear a mask. <laughs> uh, what is the what is the what is the sport that you're most confident in your athletic abilities on? Is it is it baseball? Well, yeah, probably okay. because I, I mean. I could play catcher 
And I think I'd probably be able to, back in my prime, be okay against, like, college pitchers, right? Uh Uh-huh. I think with practice, I could be good against – I can be okay catching the ball and blocking a pitch in the dirt from a major league pitcher. But you got to understand, like, a major league pitcher, those curveballs and breaking balls, they're breaking, like – not not the two three feet that high schoolers throw. They're breaking like four five six feet. It's <laughs> insane the amount of break on these pitches and and being able to figure out where the trajectory on these things are going. Like it's 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 crazy. So I would say that I I would think that I would have more of a chance of being able to get up to speed in baseball, but not a chance. And you're, and you're talking about hitting. Like so, you you do you think maybe you could get a hit off a college pitcher? Or no, not at this point. Not not right now. Maybe back in my prime when I was seeing more pitching. Okay. Uh, right prime. now, you, Joe, right now, without – without maybe you have a week to prepare. Do you think you could get a hit off, like, a really good high school pitcher? <laughs> <laughs> a really good – no. Probably, I definitely don't I, think I could. I could probably follow a couple off, but there'd be no chance in hell I think I could get anything – driven out into the outfield i don't know if there's any high school sports that i could score in i can bunt that's one thing i can do is i was always very good at bunting (laughs) but uh would i be safe probably not (laughs) i was gonna say you gotta leg it out to first yeah no i'd have a heart attack halfway down (laughs) lane opens up at the 45 foot mark uh no i'd i'd be dead um hockey see i'm i i do like I do think that I, 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 I'm a fairly strong skater. I actually took some time and like taught myself how to skate, and I'm actually not too bad. Um, and my buddy who's a goalie played high school hockey. Um, I never, I, I was like, I'm going to be able to score on him. Well, it was much more difficult to score on him than I thought. I kind of lucked into it like a deflected one through his five hole. Um, but it's tough. It's actually tough to score on guys that are actively trying to not make you score, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's kind of what drives me a little bit nuts when you see it on Twitter and it's like, well, they should win the game or they, they've got a score there. And it's like, yeah, okay, great. But there's other – the other team has a say in what you're trying to do. So, um no, I'm, I'm, no, no way in hockey that I'd be able to score either. Not again. Love to see defenseman or anything. I would love to see if I could like score a three yard rushing touchdown against <laughs> a high school defense. I don't know if I could. <laughs> um, so I, I might be tough to bring down. Like that might be like a legitimate thing. Like I'm a pretty. Uh, I'm, you know, like I've got, I've got mass. I've accumulated mass, <laughs> but I don't know if that just makes me like fat or like if I would actually like uh, be hard to tackle. Well, you're not Billy Bob from Varsity Blues, but <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I had my only ever touchdown in high school called back because the wide receiver on the outside was called for holding. What a jerk! Yeah, he was a jerk. Um. Have you um, uh, but uh, have you ever seen the uh, the John Boyce video on YouTube? Uh, it's uh, it's in his pretty good series. It's it's about the football game in 1916 where Georgia Tech beat this uh this uh college called Cumberland College 222 to nothing. Have you have you ever seen that? No. Uh, I 
I, I think that that would be the most accurate representation of anybody getting into like uh, anything resembling a professional sporting event mm-hmm. and trying to do anything. Uh, because what happened there is uh, uh, this uh, this college, Cumberland College, uh, tries to to boost sales of uh, of their baseball games uh, by by bringing in a bunch of ringers. Uh, mm-hmm. To uh, to beat a high uh, high ranked opponent like uh, Georgia Tech, which is who was the victim was. So they basically brought in a minor league baseball team and they humiliated Georgia Tech twenty two to nothing. The coach there, John Heisman, and John Heisman has them on the schedule uh, next year and basically says, "I don't care if you don't have a football team anymore. If you don't play this, we are giving. We are going to uh, have you pay us this massive fine." So they just like brought in a team of law students basically and some of them who don't even know how to play the game and it is a it is a bloodbath not only is the score 222 to nothing uh their quarterback gets concussed on the first play gets brought back in twice and it's actually pretty horrifying concussed like two more times and like people are like running away from the field and uh getting injured all over the place uh there's there's one uh, play where the defense just all falls down, like they all just fall down. <laughs> um, it is it is wild, and I think that that is the most accurate representation yeah, of any normal person trying to do a sports thing. You cannot do a sports thing unless you're like a college player or something like that. You could not do a sports thing against sports people. Yeah, no, I I think what that is. I don't know who tweeted that out or why, uh, but. It, that's like the epitome of, hey, I used to play at some level. I think I could figure it out when, no, you can't. <laughs> you got <laughs> to be in, like, prime physical condition, plus, like, d- dedicate hours upon hours to the craft that these professional players do to even get on their level. And it's just, it's, it's it's insane. Um uh, you know, when you were t- describing that movie and how the quarterback got concussed, um, it reminded me of uh, that early 2000s teen movie parody, not another teen movie, and they're playing football, and uh, the receiver is like the scrawny little kid, right? Yeah. And they're running towards the end zone and catches the ball, and then the defensive linemen, are, they're like launch themselves at both uh, high and low and end up severing the kid body in half. <laughs> like, that's what I was like, picturing what happened. Um, all right, that that's probably going to do it for today's show. Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at oh hi Tony. You can find my work, including an article on buyouts on Tuesday. And uh, on Thursday, I think I'll, I'll have one on Yaroslav Askarov. Ooh, all at, right. At zonecoverage.com slash wild or 10krings.com. There you go. All right, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15, as well as all my work at 10krinks.com. Make sure you follow the Twitter account and like us on Facebook, uh, 10krinksmn on Twitter and facebook.com slash 10krinks. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us get found and discovered by more wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's where you can send in questions. Just look up at Locked on Wild. 
If you don't have Twitter and you want to send in questions or even just drop us a line, send us an email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild. Be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day.